Blog Talk Radio. Marcianne, and I want to welcome you to the program tonight. I'm um, I'm going to talk about racism. <laughs> but you know what? I just think it's high time that we quit looking outside of ourselves at all the others. I mean, who made us judge and jury? I mean, as we're ju- as we judge, we're going to be judged. So if we look at everybody else and judge them as a racist or a sexist or a liberal or whatever, we're going to have everybody looking at us and judging us. I was shocked recently by my neighbor, who's Japanese. He bought home a large piece pizza recently and invited me over to have a piece with him. And I was telling him about the Chinese were trying to buy buy our port of L.A. Long Beach until Trump stepped in and said, oh, no, you don't. That's not in the national interest of the United States. And Trump said the port of L.A. Long Beach just was not for sale. And I said to my neighbor, I said, what a fantastic conquer the whole world strategy The Chinese already suckered the Panamanians into selling them the Panama Canal that we built and gave to Panama for their own well-being and the posterity of their people. Boy, if you own all the seaports in the world, you sure don't need tanks and submarines and bombers. Well, he interrupted me and he said, oh, Marcy, you're just a racist. You just don't like Chinese. And then he said, you probably don't like even even like me, do you? And I looked at him astonished, and then I did see a little twinkle in his eyes, but somewhere down deep inside of him, I just wondered if if there is maybe still that stigma being Japanese in what was once a pretty much white Anglo-Saxon country who fought the Japanese in World War II. And I, so I said, well, Ricky, whose side are you on? And then I realized, there's the problem, taking sides <laughs> in a universe that's a great big circle. <laughs> there aren't any sides. Okay, so if you listen to my last program, Facts and Opinions, I discussed how it just really doesn't matter what your opinion is. I mean, all this opinion stuff started back when we were all trying to love each other, and really loving and being loved is what life's all about. And so, you know, everyone is an individual. Everyone's going to have an opinion about most things. So we all began giving everybody a voice, a chance to say what they think, Make them feel important. But your opinion is going to be based on what you believe. 
what you've been taught, what types of experiences you have had while being here on Earth. But your opinion about the sun, whether it's going to come up tomorrow or not, does not matter. It's still going to come up. (laughs) The only change will be what time it comes up and what time it goes down according to where you are on the planet and what time of year it is. Otherwise, whether you think it should go up or down is of no value. Now, it's not that there's no value in opinions. It's just that opinions are personal, and they vary from person to person. But opinions do not change facts. Well, I will say that at some point opinions do change facts because when enough people have the same opinion, a consensus is reached that can change things. But there are the natural laws of nature that won't be changed by a consensus of opinion. Well, that's not totally true. But for the purposes of this current discussion, on a day-to-day basis, the natural laws of nature are going to win 99.9% of the time. And the sun will come up tomorrow. Now, I'm really, really tired of the news just being a sounding board for a few very radical people to voice their opinions. I mean, the news has become a field of aggressive people who will speak for the very few because news has become entertainment. So the more extreme you can make the story, the more you'll titillate the people's need for stimulation. But after so much of one level of stimulation, the public is now desensitized. So you have to raise the bar on the level of stimulation now. Show some bare skin or expose some ludicrous act that just one person did. I call that going for the juggler. You know the, oh my God, did you hear what that person did? I mean, news tries to keep us up on the edge of our seats, you know, wanting that next ridiculous or unheard of before story. And if nothing lewd or sacrilegious or politically incorrect is going on here in the U.S., well, the news goes to the extreme ends of the earth to find the next most extreme story. Something in the jungles of Africa where no one has ever been before or in a crowded tenement building in some remote Asian village. Oh, I would love to go back to Walter Cronkite, who just reported the facts during a 30-minute news program during supper time. And, you know, before we all watched the Brady Bunch or Life with Father television programs, which featured loving families together with a stay-at-home mom and a working dad who loved one another and loved their children and wanted only their highest and best good. And, And all the program stories also supported the American way of life and the intentions of the Declaration of Independence and the principles of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Well, of course, today there's no supper time. I mean, Mom is still at work running the world. Dad now lives with his girlfriend and her three kids across town. 
And mom's kids are being raised by minimum wage daycare workers who are on their phone all day. Or the teacher at school who hardly has any support from her principal, so he or she can't really enforce anything like, turn off your cell phone and sit down and be quiet. And the kids' greatest resource today is Google or YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the news is 24-7 on major networks, dishing out the next most extreme example of life here on Earth, lowering the bar even lower than the worst of the worst. When years ago I was horrified when Levi Jeans came out with the first leveling tool of the new age, designer jeans for women that featured holes and rips and tears that not even the Salvation Army would put up for sale on their racks. And the American women just couldn't wait to be the first ones to display the new style. You know, it's all been downhill for women in this country ever since. And I think the American woman reached her lowest point during the Kavanaugh hearings. So this story story of how our original prim Victorian Christian culture (laughs) evolved into a shambles of everybody calling everybody a racist today does have the possibility of becoming balanced again by a process uh, I'm going to call involution. We've evolved to this shambles state of shambles, so now we have to go back in, involution. Now, thankfully, the nature of the universe is to be in balance, and according to the law of polarity especially, but a lot of the natural laws work together to keep the universe in balance. That's why you don't go flying off into space, you know, while the earth turns. And once a certain point is reached, It is natural to go back the other way, you know, like the swinging of the pendulum of a clock. So let's start an involution, not a revolution which would escalate the hate, but each and every person becoming involved with just themselves. A new time of self-exploration, self-discovery, self-awareness, and eventually self-mastery. Well, perhaps one definition of self-mastery is that we could reach a state of self-awareness where we are no longer affected by anything. (laughs) We would no longer feel the need to, like, you know, set the record straight or rise up into rebuttal to defend ourselves or to fight for our rights, or worse, reveal the atrocities of the past in order to demand a reprimand or payment for injury or PTSD. You know what? The past is past. There's no way to justify it or eliminate it or be compensated for it. It's over. Let it go. I cannot believe that people want George Washington's picture taken off the wall in national museums now because he had slaves. My great-grandmother had slaves in Virginia 
these workers were called servants in England, where she came from. She had always been used to having them, and it was natural to have servants here in the New World. And all down through history, various peoples have been slaves. In an article on Wikipedia, David Forsyth says, the fact remains that at the beginning of the 19th century, as late as the 19th century, an estimated three-fourths of all the people alive (laughs) were trapped in bondage against their will, either, either in some form of slavery or serfdom. It's also interesting to me that this same article states that slavery rarely occurs among hunter-gatherer populations. Now, this is what we have been here in the U.S., or maybe I should say we used to be a hunter-gatherer population. This concept is under attack right now by liberals who would rather that we become a socially stratified population where everybody is alike and has what everyone else is like and has. Well, of course, this completely destroys the the diversity that we're all struggling to accept right now. And apparently slavery flourishes within a socially stratified population. Whereas in a hunter-gatherer society, um, your position is dependent solely on your own efforts to achieve because you are not limited to a certain social status. Just a second here. I forgot to say how many minutes I wanted, and I've got to let this keep going here. Okay. So that's all the more reason why turning now to developing a state of self-awareness where we can attain self-mastery is desirable. I would rather have the freedom to be all that I can be than be relegated to a certain social class which would limit me. How about you? Would you rather take freedom's road to being all that you can be? with the prosperity that accompanies your efforts? I do say this, too, as a woman who, is, who at 62 <laughs> was next to living in her car under a bridge overpass because of decisions I made looking for love in all the wrong places. So at 62, I took early Social Security because I had worked from the time I was six years old I began paying into Social Security at 14 when I worked at our corner drugstore with a work permit that my aunt had gotten for me from our congressman. And and then I started a small wedding business. And then the Internet happened. You know, you don't know what you don't know. No one had any idea what the Internet was going to eventually become. But something down inside of me said, get on the Internet. And my original website, which was www.marcion.com, I've taken it down now because I'm retired. But it was one of the first websites for a business on the Internet. And um, for 15 years, 
I came up number one on a Google search for beach weddings. And I began to have brides and grooms come from all over the world to be married at the beach, which is seven, year, seven miles from my home. And the rest is history. And I made all my money from the time I was 70 until I was 80 years old. So I was a senior woman in a male-dominated profession. I mean, the men just laughed at me that said I, uh, that when I told them I was going to be doing weddings. See, I have an ordination and uh, never wanted to have a church. So I called all the other ministers that had churches, and I said, I'll be glad to marry those people you can't marry because uh, they all have rules and regulations as to what they can do and what they can't do. They just laughed at me. So anyway, the rest is history. So, but um, as a senior woman in a male-dominated profession, not to mention a male-dominated society. So I just don't want to hear any of your excuses as to why you can't do it. I don't care what your problem is, that you can't overcome all odds and become as successful as I have. Let me tell you, it takes... Well, I believe it starts with desperation, (laughs) and you go from there to resolve and then determination and stick-to-itness. No matter what, anyone who never gives up, never turns back, never surrenders to the circumstances will make it. I can promise you that. That's why today I'm recommending that you involve yourself with yourself. It doesn't matter what others think of you. It doesn't matter what's gone before. All the things that have been wrong and unfair and hurtful and disappointing. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened to a friend of yours. We're not responsible for anyone else but ourselves. We are not our brother's keeper. The only thing that matters is you. What are you going to do for you? What do you think of you? What what do you think you're good at? What do you know you're good at? What do you love to do? Begin your journey today on self-exploration, self-discovery, self-awareness, self-love, and make it all the way to self-mastery where you can reach that point, that still point where nothing else matters. No one else matters. Just you matter. Actually, you are matter. (laughs) Matter is both a noun and a verb. You matter, that's the verb form, but you are matter, that's the noun form. (laughs) So matter matters. (laughs) Quit worrying about the neighbor's matters. Get going on what matters to you because you can become a member of a group that forms a consensus and can actually change matter. And that's when you will really matter. Now, I want to explain what I mean by I am a racist. Yes, I am a racist. 
I'm a racist in the battle to maintain, support, and energize the glorious diversity that is what life on earth is all about. Do you know that there are 60,064 species of trees on the earth? And those trees all get along. And we can't even get along with four species of humans. I mean, trees aren't constantly judging one another. The fir tree doesn't yell and scream at the maple tree because it drops its leaves in the fall. And apple trees don't tell orange trees that their fruit is the wrong color. Trees will create a forest of all of the same kind and love and give support to one another. That doesn't seem to be a racist thing to do to trees. And anyone who has ever been to see the giant sequoias in Northern California will be glad that they segregated themselves. As I have walked my path towards self-mastery, I am now more truthful with myself about myself. I no longer feel I have to be or do something just to please someone else or to be a part of something, to be accepted. Because actually, while you're in the desperation part of your life, you need to examine, first of all, what got you into that desperation and what are you not ever going to do again and begin to set a path and make some decisions toward a more secure life for yourself. Actually, the eight-unit apartment building I live in is a global community. My neighbor next door, as I mentioned, is Japanese. My neighbor downstairs is Chinese. My neighbors across from the Chinese lady are gay. Their neighbor is from the Dominican Republic. My neighbors across from me are from Central America, and the neighbor next to them is Jewish from Brooklyn. Now, how much more diversified can you get? (laughs) We are all good neighbors. We take chicken soup if one of us is sick. The men carry things for the women. We take each other to the airport. I don't have to have a personal friend who's black or Asian to prove that I'm not a racist. I am white, and I do prefer the white culture. But I am a offended by ads on television that show a black man with a white woman or a white man with a black woman. One mattress company here in Orange County actually has a black man and a white woman lying on the mattress together. What is this saying to our children? This just totally offends me. The worst one so far is the Rapatha drug, R-A-P-A-T-H-A. I don't know how to say it, Rapatha drug commercial. It shows a senior white man walking his daughter down the aisle to be married to a black man by a black minister. This is the most racist commercial I have ever seen in my life. A total slam at every white person in America, all the way back to George Washington, who, of course, as we all know, had slaves. So if we're going to continue to have the great diversity of life, we must do our part. 
and perpetuate our species. I am white. I had a white husband and three white children because I support and wish to continue to have the great diversity that we have here on Earth. Okay, let's quit looking at others, either wishing we could be like them or have what they have or judge them as a racist, which probably all of them are anyway, the same way I am a racist. It's also called the silent majority here in the U.S. And let's get on our own bandwagon and begin to toot our own horn. (laughs) Let's be a one-man band for me, me, me. Begin your journey today into involution and come out a self-master. <laughs> 